Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Mystical Matchmaker Podcast. I'm Marla Martinson, a crystal-loving, tarot-slinging, matchmaker, author, and energy healer. I'm here to inspire you to heal the past, live in the moment, and put some magic and fun in finding your soulmate. This is a place where we talk about all things love, light, how to make your dreams come true, and awaken to your authentic self by consciously creating your reality. Hello, hello, and welcome. Welcome to the 4th of July week. Oh my gosh, summer is in full swing, and we all want to look good, right? And we've got, God, we're halfway through the year, and um, have you made your goals? Did you set a goal to get more healthy? A lot of people do. They sign up for gyms. They um, gym memberships, right? And then they go for like uh, a month, and then it's like, oh, whatever happened to that gym membership or that that um, exercise machine I've got in my spare bedroom that's now a coat rack or whatever, right? So we, I'd really love to hear if you're on track with your goals. Sometimes they slip off. I know I remember back when I was a waitress, and around January, uh, nobody would order dessert. And uh, February, maybe mid, they're still hanging on. And then afterwards, like March, oh, screw it. You know, they're all back to ordering the desserts and all all of the good stuff. So um, today we're going to talk about uh, sugar. I have an amazing author uh, called Rena Greenberg, who is my guest today. And she wrote a book called Easy Sugar Breakup. And um, this is going to be a fascinating conversation because so many of us want to cut sugar out or we don't even realize how many things have sugar in it. Um, Rena Greenberg's success with weight loss hypnosis has been featured in 150-plus news stories, including USA Today, Woman's World Magazine, The Doctor Show, CNN, Fox TV, Good Morning America, and on and on. She's a Hay House author, and she works with people all over the world in private hypnotherapy and coaching sessions on Skype and face-to-face in Florida to help people get healthy and improve their lives. And um, I'm just going to bring her on because we're going to talk about her book that is a must for anyone struggling with sugar and carb addiction. She's also got sugar-canceling recipes in there, mind-body mindfulness, hypnotic strategies to dissolve cravings in the brain, and a two-week sugar breakup cleanse. So, hello, Rena. Hi. Great to be here with you, Morla. Thank you. (laughs) Welcome, welcome. So, tell us. I'm uh, curious about your book, Easy Sugar Breakup. Why do we have to break up completely with sugar? Or do we have to break up completely? What's the the scoop on that? Great question. You know, I always say if it's not broken, you don't need to fix it. And so there are really some people that can absolutely eat small amounts of sugar uh, in Mm -hmm. moderation, and it's not really a problem. But... For most of us, you know, there are a very small segment of the population. And for most of us, what happens is 
as you said, sugar is hidden in so many foods. Most of us don't even realize the cumulative effect sugar is having on us. And then mm-hmm. we have issues in our life like our joint ache, we have inflammation. I mean, if you're, diabetes yeah. is obvious, but there's so many yeah. other things. Heart, and people struggling with heart disease, cancer is, you know, I mean, it's the levels of cancer have have gone up so much, you know, over the decades. And really, they're, finally, science is pointing to the fact that, you know, people are eating more and more sugar, uh, known and unknown, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, obvious and not so obvious, and it is affecting our health, not just our weight, not just diabetes, but many aspects of our health. Well, I heard that, that uh, uh, cancer thrives on sugar. I mean, if you would cut the sugar out and the inflammation and everything and have an alkaline diet that we wouldn't get cancer. Is that your, is that true? I mean, absolutely. Cancer. I mean, it, yeah. that's what it feeds on. Cancer uh, cells it feed feeds, on sugar. sugar. Feeds it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. And the worst thing is, it, it, you know, when you say, oh, I have these cravings, but it's actually right. a physical thing where the cells in your body are craving the sugar. And then it's also even in your brain, you know, you have these receptor cells and, and really science is showing us that sugar addiction is really not that different from cocaine addiction, opioid addiction. I mean, it really is a drug. And the more you have it in your body, the more you crave more. And that's why you see sugar breakup. And that's why for many of us, we need to cut it out completely because it's really, you know, it would be like trying to do heroin in moderation for many of us. Right. Yeah, and they stick it. I mean, like if you go have a hamburger someplace, it's in the buns, it's in the ketchup, it's in yeah. um, mm-hmm. just everywhere. And um, now what about alcohol? Uh, is that, so I'm so confused on this. Some people say, well, alcohol uh, turns into sugar or it's pure sugar or if you are, if, or, or if you are an uh, alcoholic, it's, you're really a sugarholic and that's what you're craving. Um, mm-hmm. what's, what's the yeah. thing about alcohol? I, 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 I really, I, yeah, I really believe that, uh, alcohol addiction is just one form of sugar addiction. And you see it because so many people who give up alcohol and I really noticed it myself because, you know, when I first became aware of this issue with sugar and how much I craved it, I realized that it didn't really matter what the form was. You know, I might mm-hmm. think it's ice cream because I was eating ice cream every day, but it really wasn't even that difficult to stop eating ice cream as long as then I started going out for margaritas every day, you know. And then right. it was just really going from one thing to another. And even, you know, for me, even the caffeine became addictive. Now, what I really encourage people, and then in my book, I don't really tell people what to do because the problem with being on a diet is that then it comes from outside yeah. of you. This great advice comes from outside of you. And, of course, subconsciously you're going to feel deprived and denied and nobody wants to feel that way. So then what happens is then you go, the pendulum swings and you go from one extreme to another. So what I help people do is identify what are their own triggers. So I have people even that have lost over a hundred pounds with my program. They still want a cup of coffee in the morning and they want to put some creamer in it. They, They do because it may not be a trigger for them, but for someone else, that could be the trigger that needs to go uh, if the goal is really to be free, which, of course, that is the goal for everyone, is to, is to have freedom. It does feel great not to uh, crave anything. Um, now, what about coffee if somebody's just drinking black coffee? does it is it a problem, uh, do you think? I mean, it's such a 
I have such a love-hate relationship with it because I hear, oh, in women it raises the cortisol, so it has keeps the belly fat, it's acidic, and then other people say, oh, it helps with Parkinson's and Alzheimer's, and it's healthy, and there's, so it's like, do I have it or not? And then and and I do love that smell in the morning and having that cup, and but then I feel guilty about it. So it's like, then if you're going to feel guilty yeah. about it, then what's the point on it? What's the point? I know it's so true, but you know, and that's part of the, you know, all the self-hypnosis exercises and everything I teach in the book. It's really about uh, connecting to your own body and your own inner wisdom. So, you know, if you're having a a cup of coffee in the morning, whether it's black or even if some people feel like, oh, I just put whatever, something in it that might not be that healthy. Uh, But, you know, if it's limited to that and, Mm -hmm. and the person, you know, feels healthy and is healthy in every other way. Then I, I mean, right. because a lot of things are cumulative, you know. So if you're just doing that and, and you're being really active and eating really healthy and lots of plant food and your protein balancing yeah. your blood sugar, then it's kind of like it probably isn't a problem unless you know that you have, you know, some kind of illness or disease and you want to just have your diet be absolutely perfect. Uh, but yeah. I, you know, like for me, it was a no-brainer because when I was drinking coffee, I always wanted more, or I'd be thinking about mm. it all day long, and that's one of the kind of the right. indicators of addiction is, okay, even if you're only limiting it to a certain amount, it's like when you're on a diet, which is so restrictive, but if you're always thinking right. about food or you're always thinking about coffee, or you're always thinking about alcohol, then you're not free. And I want right. to help people to be free so they're not having those addictive compulsive tendencies. Yeah, it's interesting with that because I'm, I don't, uh, I stopped drinking any alcohol uh, two, three months ago because just at my age now, it just doesn't feel good in my body. And so I don't crave anything, but I do, and then I do crave that one or two coffees in the morning, but then I don't want it the rest of the day. But I do still, so, so I do kind of feel like uh, I'm not free. So then sometimes I'll go off it for a month. But then I'll like, well, my husband's having it. And I'm like, well, I'd really like a cup of coffee. So it is very interesting. Like, am I free or am I not? Or am I just choosing to do it? Because I'm kind of one of those people. I'm kind of a, I'm pretty much a health nut doing the green juice, veganism, and all of that. But, um, yeah, it's interesting to, to kind of do some self-introspection on, on that and see if we're free or not, you know, how. And, and you talk yeah, about it is. voice. And, yeah, yeah. Go yeah, ahead, right. Exactly. What voice are you listening to? Yeah. What? Sorry. No. What I was just. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And also, what I was just going to kind of point out is, also, how's your energy? Like, if your energy is good and you feel good, you know, I think one of the indicators of addiction yeah. is also these spikes in energy, which is also correlates often with a spike in blood sugar. So you have all this kind of, almost like manic energy, and then all of a sudden it's a flat, a flat line. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so, you know, where you, you know, in depression, anxiety, and so sugar in all its forms can really be a culprit with that as well. Right. And then the um, all of us have parasites to a certain extent in the body too, and I think we're feeding that, and that could cause anxiety and sleeplessness mm-hmm. and all of that. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So that's when you want to really start looking and digging deeper into your diet, and of course, I don't. I don't advocate being on a diet, but just I what know. you're eating, yeah. your eating mm-hmm. plan, and start to look for culprits. And, you know, you went off coffee yourself for a month, so that's really mm-hmm. a great thing. And you, If you suspect anything as a trigger and you go off it for a month, usually what will happen is if then you introduce it, the symptoms become much more obvious. Um, mm-hmm. So let's say there was uh, a symptom where 
it was contributing to candida or something like that. And then you went off it for a month. The issue is how do you feel during that month? You might feel bad, though, because you're detoxing, so you can't say for right. sure. But then when you reintroduce it a month later, then it's interesting to notice, do your symptoms yes. come back? And that would be an indicator right. that that might be an offensive uh, substance for you. But if they don't, then it's mm-hmm. almost like you said, if it brings you pleasure, you know, and it's not harmful, <laughs> then why is it a problem? Right. Exactly. Um, now, and I don't want to forget this one, uh, fruit, fruit fear. The medical medium, Anthony Williams, did a, did a podcast about fruit fear. Everybody's fruit. And my husband's always telling me, don't eat so much fruit. It's all, it's all natural sugar. It's not good for you. You'll get a headache, blah, blah, blah. But I don't feel that way. I feel it's natural from the earth for us to have fruit. Um, where, what's the, that's, there's a big confusion there. So clarify the yeah. fruit fear for us. <laughs> these, yeah, no, these are great questions. And, you know, each body is different. I mean, literally one man's meat is another man's poison. I mean, fruit is so full of vitamins and minerals and the water and the fiber and all the phytonutrients. So it's a wonderful, healthy food. However, for some people, like, for example, myself, I really don't eat fruit, not because I read mm. somewhere that it's not good for me. What I notice, and that's why we each kind of need to be detectives of our own body. For me, when I eat fruit, I become hungrier. It increases my appetite, mm. uh, as opposed okay. to if I eat protein, it's going to balance my blood sugar. So let's just say, for example, it's 3 o'clock, and I'm slightly tiny bit hungry. If I eat a whole fruit, I'm all of a sudden mm-hmm. going to be starving. And that's because mm-hmm. I have low blood sugar, diabetes in my family line, and, I, and fruit for me is it, I might as well have eaten a cookie. And um, so it's, that's just for me, though. And so, and, but many of my clients, because I specialize in weight loss, many of my clients are pre-diabetic or have that predisposition mm-hmm. or tendency. But then many right. don't. So obviously, for example, with my children, my husband, I'm always encouraging them to eat fruit because it's so much better compared to what they would be eating if they weren't eating the fruit. They'd be having, you know, concentrated processed sugar. So it's right. all on that spectrum and finding really like trusting your inner voice to show you what are the foods that really work for you to keep your weight in, in balance and you're at, at your healthiest mentally, physically, emotionally. And, and uh, I still see a lot of people with these diet sodas. Um, and it's real addictive. It's like people who drink it often drink a lot of it. Um, can you speak to that? Yeah. So is oh, what yeah. people seem to be, you know, overweight. Uh, yeah. Drinking it. Oh my gosh. I believe, you know, I, with the whole, the whole term, it's interesting, everything in moderation, but diet soda is one of those things that, uh, it's not, some people are okay with it. Some people aren't. It's one of those items that the food industry has gotten permission, uh, you know, big business to put that out in our culture. And it's really just, it should be criminal. I mean, it's just Mm -hmm. pure poison. There's nothing redeeming about it for anybody. And, you know, there's so much, there's so much uh, sometimes confusion or disagreement about what are the healthiest foods, you know, between the vegans and the paleo and the keto, you know, obviously it's complete extremes whether we need animal protein, right. whether we should never have it. But as far as something like diet soda, across the board, there is absolutely right. no one who would believe or advocate that diet soda is a healthy thing to put into our body. I mean, when you think that, you know, you pour it on the battery of a car, it's just 
criminal. And the worst part is people, I, because again, people come to me for weight loss and unfortunately many are so desperate. They've been through so much and it's so sad because so many of them are hooked on diet soda and they believe, well, there's no calories. And I said, well, right. even if it's minus calories, it's, because what it does is it triggers the pancreas uh, to create more insulin and it just triggers the blood sugar um, in the wrong direction and increases appetite throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, because it doesn't help people lose weight. It actually puts weight on and that the chemical, it, it wrecks havoc with your whole system. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. It's just awful. all chemicals. I still see it. When, I see, when I'm with somebody and they order a diet something with dinner, so I'm just like, oh, do you know how terrible that is? But I just don't say anything because I'm like, gosh, haven't they heard about it? You know? <laughs> so, People don't care. Um, it's unbelievable, you know, because we've been brainwashed. You know, it's so interesting because I've been doing hypnosis, as you know, for decades in all the hospitals and the corporations. But so many people, you know, they're one object, you know, you know, the one thing they object to is I don't want someone controlling my mind and I don't think I can ever be hypnotized. And I laugh because I think, are you kidding me? I mean, the food industry, the advertising industry, you know, it's, there is a mass hypnosis happening in a very negative way because it's just brainwashing, you know, it's the packaging, the nice smell, it tastes good, you know, good to the senses. And so people think, well, if if it was pure poison, how could they, whoever the they is, allow it, (laughs) you know, but there's a lot of well, just like these energy there. bars and stuff. They think, oh, that's a healthy. Oh, I'll get an energy bar. It's really a or a, a whatever. It's a it's really a candy bar, just different packaging. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, we really have to educate ourselves and be informed. But the biggest thing, and that's what I love about you know the work that I've been doing, is really to help people. Because even when you get it consciously, like even when you know, okay, I know it's a candy bar. I know diet soda is bad for me. Why do we still feel compelled to reach for those things? It's because subconsciously we associate pleasure with those things. And because subconsciously they remind us of happier times when we were young or our favorite friends or, you know, mom and dad used to give me this when I cried or when we were making up after a fight. And so there's all these emotional attachments. And so what I'm teaching people is a powerful form of self-hypnosis, NLP, to get in there Mm -hmm. and shift those beliefs and those attachments so we can do what we consciously know is best for us. So we don't have to feel a victim to these just old patterns that don't serve us anymore. Right. And and you were talking about all these diets. There's the, even I go to Whole Foods, I go to the salad bar and they have a paleo salad and they have this, all these words. And I think, gosh, you know, we're the only species on the planet that just doesn't even know how to, that has to look at the books and this and that to figure out how to eat or listen to commercials or it's like all the other species they just eat to get nutrients in their body to nourish their body um they don't have to try to figure it out or or it's it's interesting the human species is is quite complicated (laughs) can't figure out how to well it really is but but you know advertising isn't directed to animal species right so they're not produced by (laughs) yeah wouldn't that be funny let's start a new (laughs) advertising to animals but it's interesting oh because what the advertisers do is they're, they're t- they know that human beings are just driven by their emotions. Humans all want love, want power, and want safety and security. You know, they want all these things. So these, the advertising industry comes along and says, if you eat this way, you're going to feel love. This is the way to love yourself, or you're going to have safety, or you're going to be popular. You know, this is what everyone else is doing. And plays into those human insecurities 
And no matter how intelligent we are, because we might think, oh, yeah, I would never fall for that. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. We, we all yeah. do. Oh, my gosh. And then in your book, this is such a great book. You guys, you have to get this Easy Sugar Breakup, and her website is easywillpower.com. Um, it's got so much great stuff in here. And then you talk about gluten. Um, gluten everywhere, it's almost like embarrassing. Like you go out, oh, is it is there gluten? I'm gluten free. It's just like, a, but what happened there with this gluten? And, and I think I, I just cut out gluten now, too, because I was having stomach aches, and, and I thought, let me try cutting out the gluten, and it and it has helped a bit. So what's this That's deal great. with gluten? Yeah. 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 You know, look, there's some people out there that obviously celiac and different diseases really need to cut out the gluten. And even you yourself, you experimented and it works for you. Mm-hmm. So there's no harm in it. But my whole approach is uh, listening to the body and for like so for example the way i eat i ended up finding that really what i need above all to balance my blood sugar is protein with lots mm-hmm. and lots of plant food with healthy fat like flaxseed oil extra virgin olive oil avocado and mm-hmm. some complex carb like i could never do like you know years ago what's what's now keto was actually the atkins years ago and i actually when i was sick oh. in new york in my 20s, I mm-hmm. went to see Dr. Robert Atkins. He was one of the doctors I went to because I, I ended up having cardiac issues. But in any case, so, you know, there's um, a lot of people are finding a lot of merit in the plan. However, for some people, it's like myself, it's so extreme because, you know, you need carbs. You need all, you need something from all the food groups, you know, the complex carbs, the healthy fats, the protein. And uh, so what I found is when I'm going to have my complex carbs, for me, I didn't see a difference. Like, for example, I'll make healthy cookies while well, sweeten them with prunes and I put in sesame seeds and oatmeal. Mm. And um, mm-hmm. I use whole wheat flour in it, you know, because I'm baking myself. Okay. But I don't, go, I don't eat processed foods at, at all. So I'm not going to go right. and get a gluten-free pizza. I'm just not going to eat pizza, you know, pretty much. And if I was already right. going to have a, a, such a small amount of pizza, like once a year, I might as well, to me, have it with the gluten, mm-hmm. you know, have a real pizza because I never, you know, if I'm only going to have it once in a great while, I feel, and I found that when I baked things gluten-free, to me, I didn't really enjoy them. And then I felt like I tend to eat more when I don't enjoy what I'm eating. Mm-hmm. So I think it's such an individual thing because if going gluten-free really works, which it does mm-hmm. for so many people. I mean, I had one client who I used hypnosis to help him go gluten-free. And literally, he said when he's gluten-free, he, all his symptoms of depression, anxiety, anger, mm. like for him, it was amazing. They disappear. And there right. is a link even between psychosis and gluten. So it's pretty amazing yeah. how food can impact us differently. But my approach is you don't have to do things randomly. Systematically, you can discover the foods that are best for you, the foods that you need to cut back on and the foods that you need to avoid completely and eat the way, just like you said, like the animals automatically know what nourishes them, and we can too. Yeah. Exactly. I remember when I was a waitress uh, in Chicago in the 90s, and that's when the, I think it's that Atkins diet everybody was on. I think that's what it was. Mm. Is that the one where everybody's mm-hmm. eating all the protein, right? And nobody would, and I'd bring bread to the table, and all these people, no, no bread. But then they were eating yeah. all these meats and, and piles yeah. of, of, of uh, meat and cheese. 
And then I remember this yeah. one uh, yeah. one waiter waiter was on uh, he was always on some diet he, he had like thirty pounds to lose and he was nine on this big hunk of cheese he had it behind the counter and he was eating this and in the middle of his shift he was so constipated he had to go home and like give himself an enema he had to leave in the middle of his shift because oh, he was eating all this yeah. all this cheese and meat and stuff and, and yeah, it just was yeah. so unbalanced and these radical yeah. diets. So anyway, I just yes. I never that forgot about that. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> I know it's it's so interesting. Yeah, but because people think, okay, like I I said, I'm an advocate of you know protein for for many people need it, but really amount is everything. I mean, it's amazing. Yes. To have, you know, a, and the a small like a couple of ounces it. of something. Right. Right. Exactly. And what it is. So um, yeah. Let's. I, I just wanted to ask you about you have breathing for energy and health, and so many of us don't even take a deep breath. We just are breathing so shallow. If we think about it, um, we we realize, oh my gosh, I'm hardly breathing. Um, how can it's oxygen so help? Yeah, but you know, a lot of times we are we think we need to eat because we're feeling discomfort in the body, and we don't really mm-hmm. often just stop to automatically say, wait a second, what am I actually needing? What is going on here? And sometimes the first thing we may realize when we ask ourselves, what am I needing? We may realize I'm needing oxygen. I'm needing to mm-hmm. slow down. I'm needing to close my eyes even for just a moment. Take a deep breath, regroup, recenter myself. And or, yeah. or maybe I'm needing some sleep or you know, to take a warm bath or, or, or to call a friend or to journal, process some emotions that are coming up for me. So it's so important. Yes, we want to ask ourselves, well, once we determine that we're actually physically hungry, then the next question is, what is my body needing? What am I actually needing in my body? But so often we're not even really physically hungry. We just need to take a break. And so the, this yeah. chapter that I have in the Easy Sugar Breakup on the breathing exercises is great because they're quick and easy. If you're out with people, you still eat, you can still do these exercises in a discreet way. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how you can completely uh, shift your own energy. So you go from feeling completely um, out of sorts or, to, you know, in the place of discomfort to feeling ease, grace, comfort, and serenity. Oh, I love that. Also, you have, I'm, I'm a big affirmation girl, so you've got the power of affirmations in here. You know, just saying some of these uh, you have in here, uh, physical movement energizes me. I can't wait to run and play. When I walk, I feel great. I take excellent care of myself. I love to exercise. Just instead of like, oh, God, I have to go to the gym or, oh, you know, it's just kind of getting yes. uh, excited about it, moving the body. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. But yeah, because we're always moving towards pleasure and away from pain subconsciously. So the only way to create mm-hmm. a new positive habit is to link it with mm-hmm. pleasure. Right. Absolutely. I can't believe this, uh, this episode's gone by so fast. So if people want to work with you, do mm-hmm. they uh, go to easywillpower.com and they can set an appointment? Yeah. That would be perfect, yes. And the book, Easy Sugar Breakup, is available at Amazon.com. And then, yeah, if mm-hmm. people want to reach out to me, any questions, um, absolutely at easywillpower.com. I've got lots of information there, videos, articles, and a story awesome. from people who have, you know, used the approach, yeah. Wonderful. Rena, I'm just saying Rena. Is it Rena or Raina? 
Yeah. No, it's Rena, R-E-N-A. Rena. You got it right. right. Perfect, yes, Marla. It. Thank I, you. Yes. I got it. Yes. Rena Greenberg, yes. everybody go check out her book. And thank you so much for spending this time with us. And um, much love, everybody. Take care of yourself. Bye now. Thank you, Marla. Thank you.